Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Damn Dolphins Podcast. The Damn Man. Uh, it's not even fun doing that. I'm too pe- I'm too mad at them right now to go, damn. <laughs> the Damn Dolphins Podcast, baby. Woo! And, oh my god, like... I, I, oh my god, man. Like, everything's just falling apart now. Isn't it? It's just, it's just falling apart. Uh, this is Madman Mike and Robbie T. Uh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna do some takeaways about the Jaguars game. Maybe we'll recap a couple moments from uh, the Dolphins' twenty-three to twenty loss to the Jaguars in London. Uh, but I mean, this everybody needs to be fired. That's my opinion. Everybody just needs to go. Chris Greer needs to go. Brian Flores needs to go. I mean, we'll see about <laughs> what's gonna happen to the players after that, but. The, like, the whole front office needs to be just cleared out by this point because there's no excuse to lose to the Jaguars. That's the worst roster in the league. That's a first-year head coach that has, like, so many questions about his, like, loyalty to his team and loyalty to his family after the girl was dancing on him at a bar. He's not even taking the same plane rides home with his team. Like, there's so many questions heading into that game with the Jaguars. But at the same time, it's like... Like, like as a one four Dolphins team entering this game, like we're just we're dealing with different problems, but very very, very 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 hard criticism and questions with our own organization heading into this game, and like we lost, dude. Like we are we're just awful. We're we're awful with Tua. We're awful without Tua. Like the 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 the. The head coach is making questionable moves and decisions, not only with his personnel and his staff, but also during the games. Chris Greer has not given us the personnel and made the personnel moves to make us to help us win. Those high draft picks have not, especially those first rounders, have not been working out lately. It's. It's it's dark, man, and it's like the season's already over. Six games into it, we got like five straight losses. Tua came back and looked good, but was, I mean, like, it makes me not even want to watch football anymore. Like my team's doing bad, and like, you know, sometimes I can look at other games now, but they're just bumming me out so hard that, that I don't even I don't even want to watch football at all. It's it's such a it's bummer terrible. because, like, you watch other teams who went through. Oh, excuse the yawning. I had a really long day today. Um, it's a bummer because you see these other teams that, like, went through, like, a couple of years of just very bad. And in the few years' time, you see this progression of just, whoa, they're great. And I can name you a bunch of teams, and, and and you see Miami, and it's just like, where where's the next step? Like you know, we had that ten and six season last year, and we were supposed to take that next step, but it's just been such a disaster. Both sides of the ball has been a disaster. These draft picks have not worked out, and I don't. I think, and you know what? I now I'm hearing that even the the Brian Flores magic is starting to disintegrate with a snap of Thanos' fingers. Yep, it's done. It turns to ash. You know, it's it is bad. This is this is a really bad football team. I, you know, it's bad when we're essentially gonna have the same show for like three weeks uh, now. I'm in so a row sick now. of it. And I'm like, sick I don't want to. I don't want to be talking about the same problems. But when the same problems keep occurring. Think about it. And you don't, and and you try to address them, and it's still not working. Like think about this, Mike. We're one in five. We probably we're one in five, and our only win wasn't even like an impressive win. It was a very lucky win because the other team fumbled a football. Mm-hmm. You take away when they were about to never, go down the field and win the game. Yeah, that they never were, happened. They were in the red zone, we we would be we would be zero and six, and someone would be fired right now. Yeah. So, let's just talk about this game a little bit. I don't want. 
I mean, I know you don't want to. I don't even want to. Like, I, I don't even want to talk about this team. We anymore. gotta talk. Like, we have to be consistent on like, like, like our already, radio show. Dude, we we were already jaded before the season started. <laughs> We've always always been jaded Dolphins fans, and and now we now we're just like we're out of energy for it. When when they're really bad, they're really bad, and it just takes so much out of us. Okay, so they already they enter the game without Byron Jones. And Xavier Howard, their two best cover guys, which means Igbenogany needs to step on. Yeah, Igbenogany played, guy. Everybody can't cover me, Igbenogany. He, he, he uh, played. He actually played. He yeah, he active. actually played. We actually got something out of our first round pick. That was great. They actually didn't play so bad. I mean, there was like some plays that you know he could have had back, but like, like overall, I thought he played pretty decent. Uh, Marvin Jones caught caught a touchdown pass over him. But like he was in pretty good, uh, like he he like he was right there too. I think Marvin Jones just made a play over him. But I mean, Igbenogany was also in a good position uh, for that touchdown too. But you know, it's not even him. It's action Austin Jackson who moved to guard. He uh, apparently he didn't have a good day. Like Appar- you know, the the Liam Eikenberg to left tackle is working. Yes. Yeah, that that's working. Like that that that's what I, I was hoping to carry over from the Buccaneers game into the Jaguars game was at you least like so I hope close was... saying the other way of saying Buccaneers. No, oh, the Buccaneers. No, the other one, the one that gets censored. Oh, <laughs> you were no. so close. I I swear I heard that. <laughs> well, I hope I hope the B pronunciation. Came out pretty. It was clear. a. It was but, a. B, don't worry. But like it. It sounded too, a little like an athlete. Makes no sense. Yeah. You see, but this, it, but this, this, this is how depressing it is. Talking about the Dolphins, that like we are literally like going so off topic, just for the sake of going off topic. Yeah, just to just change it up a little bit. So, I mean, I, I that was the one. The the offensive line going from the Buccaneers game to the Jags game. Uh, that was something I was really hoping would carry over, and it and it did kind of. You know, Tua finally came back, uh, and it gave and that and he actually had some somewhat of a pocket to work with. He looked really sharp. He was he was making quick decisions. He was making the right decisions for the most part. Uh, and overall, he was carrying this team. And Robbie, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. So yeah. For, so so overall, he was just carrying this team on offense. He went over for three hundred yards, two touchdowns, one interception. That one interception looked like pretty bad, but I mean, he he did he did make the good decision to throw it to that person, to the receiver on the left side of the field. It was just like a a bad pass that was just too low, and it just got picked off. If you put maybe a little bit more air and touch under it, like who knows what would happen. But I mean, for the most part, he looked pretty good. Um, but you know, they just they made too many mistakes in this game. They had too many penalties. I mean, they started their first drive. They started with a, a couple false starts. I think it was the you know it led to a touchdown on the opening drive. But you know, like like can this kid get some help? I mean, like, he was literally, like, getting our offense to go up and down the field. He had a lot of good drives. I saw, but, some, you know, I saw some really good throws to Gusecki. Yeah, there were some tight window throws, throws, too. Why are we developing more place, plays for Gusecki? Yeah. He's a physical That's freak, and it's like, I feel like we don't take advantage of that. Yeah. That's what I said in the last show, too. I'm like, dude, just keep – just just – you know, make the offense simple. Give it to your playmakers. Like, and you know, they kind of try to use Gaskin a little bit, but and you know, they did feature Gasicki a lot more in this game. Did, Ga- did Gaskin Jay get hurt Waddle. or something? Because uh, I feel like I rarely saw him in the second half of the game, which I was mostly watching. Because I saw yeah. a lot of uh, Sam and Ottman uh, carrying the rock. I don't know. Like Gaskin only had like five carries for nine yards. Malcolm Brown only had five carries for 24 yards. The, like, Tua was actually, like, our second-best rusher. He had 22 yards. And Salvin Ahmed had some some work there, too. But, like, but th- that also reminds me of, like, when we were playing with 
Remember in 2016 with Adam Gase, like the first like three or four games, like he was just splitting work between like three different dudes. And and there was just like no rhythm with the running backs, and then he finally gave it to like Jay Ajayi, like one dude, and like we started like having some success rushing the football. Like that's what I feel like they need to do now. Just like feature one guy, man. Like you want to mix and match like these running backs. Like how are, how are any of them supposed to get into a rhythm? There's a problem, not that we're though. a great rushing like, who, team. It's just who's the guy you feature? None of those. Guys I, are I would really feature like Gaskin. He's the most well-rounded dude. And he was like your guy last year that you had a lot of production before he got hurt. Like he was doing okay, but I don't know, a different offensive system, I guess. And now, now they want to change it up. I don't know. Like they said, like like I think a problem with this team is that they get too versatile with with too many different personnel. Like I like like we finally like gave it to like our main playmakers in this game as far as like receiving goes. And they went up and down the field a little bit better. Uh, the backfield is still a mess. But then, you know, on defense, on defense last year you had, like, two set safeties and Bobby McCain and Eric Rowe, and they were really good for you. And then this year you want to use a mix of, like, four different safeties. And I understand that one of them's a second rounder and another one's a third rounder. But... I mean, look at her secondary. Secondary is like allowing a whole bunch of yards now, and we're not very good in coverage on the back end anymore. Like it's just like a total mess, and and I don't know. Like I like I want to try to talk about this game, but it's just like along the way talking about it, it's just you, you can't you can't even stay organized about it. It's, the whole thing's a mess, and I don't even I don't even know where to begin to start. I mean, like I don't know, man. Like I, I I don't I don't even know what to say. I really don't. Dude, I don't know what to tell you either. It's this game is such a, you know, it's one of those games where it just feels like Miami should have destroyed this team. Maybe because it was a neutral. Like think about this, it was a neutral field. You know, I know I know people say I know it's considered like a hometown game for Jaguars, but it's it really is a, a neutral field. And there was a plenty of those plenty of Dolphin fans out there. There mm -hmm. was a plenty amount of them uh, that game. And it's just the the, the Jaguars. They've gone through such scrutiny. Uh, you know, so much going on. And they and Miami still couldn't capitalize on that. Kind of reminds me of that year where. It, remember, remember that Monday Night Football game years ago? It was us against Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay, they were bad. Like they were, they did not win a game yet. I think Mike Glennon was the was the co was the. Oh, was it was it a Halloween game or close to Halloween? I, I remember was, that. I don't think like, it was they a had their, game. They were it like was, Owen whatever. They were like Owen eleven. I think. They were. Yeah, they were they yeah. were they were a bad Tampa Bay team. That was the year you know they were the worst team that year, and that's how they ended up getting James Winston. But they did it. They they hadn't had a win yet, and Miami was going through Bullygate. That was that that bully gate scandal kicked in, and you know it was Monday Night Football. You would think Miami was the better team, and then they lost to Tampa Bay, the worst team at that point. But and and it felt like this this year, where it's just where it's just like nothing's going their way. Miami has absolutely no momentum. No one's playing good. You know, part of it you could say that because Tua didn't play those games. Maybe if Tua played against the Raiders or the Colts, those would have been wins. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, against Oakland and Las Vegas, we went to overtime with them. So it really could have gone either way. <clears throat> and the Colts, I don't think the Colts are good at all. But... No, they're not. They're really inconsistent, and yeah, we lost to know, them, who were zero and three, and now we gave up a victory to a team that was the. Uh, we what lost. Were they owned five. We lost to a team that was zero and five, and before those two field goals, couldn't make a field goal. Yeah, and they signed some kicker off the street to to screw us over in the game. I swear to God, the guy the guy looks like some dude that lives down the street from me. The, the guy looks like a high school kid. 
I was like, where they plucked this kid out of, man? He looks so young. I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever looked at any other kicker in the league. Like I know Blankenship looks pretty weird and nerdy, but yeah. but but like this like the kicker that they that Jacksonville had, he looked like someone out of high school. And it it just it just makes it, like every little thing just 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 makes the 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 loss hurt yeah. worse. You know. And, and and we need to talk about this during that game, and this will transition to I feel that this is why Miami is going down the toilet right now, while other teams who are really who were bad just a few years ago is projecting so high right now. It's sad that, and this is always the thing with Miami. We for whatever reason we can't reach that trajectory when we should have. It was it was it was uh, it was the last it was our our last drive on offense. It was a fourth and sh- a fourth and one, and you know this is this is a big deal drive. We were tied we were tied at that point. We obviously needed to keep going, um, <clears throat> and because you know you know we gotta we gotta win the game, you know. It is fourth and one, and do they put the ball? in their quarterback's hand. No. We're going to run it up the middle with Salman Ottman. No, I think it was Malcolm Brown, wasn't it? No, I think it was Salman. I don't know. Who cares? They're all awful. <laughs> yeah. So the point is, they hand the ball to one of our bad running backs to do something that has not worked all year, go down the middle in the short yard gain and not convert. We turn over on downs. Jacksonville gets good enough field position to move the chains. That quick slant with notes with literally one second left. And, and that was that. And then we just, it, it, and, and, and let me just point out those two field goals, especially that first one where it literally looked like it was gonna miss and it curved in. But that's when yeah. you knew, like, dude, this was not our day. This was the gods did not want us. Yeah. The football gods no. did not want us to win that game. Period. No, and maybe it's for the best because this whole front office just needs to go, dude. But yeah, if you want to talk about that play, that that fourth and one play uh, towards the end of the game, like with the I I don't even how do you remember how many how much time was left at that point on that fourth and one? Um. But fourth like, and one, I, I think it was like maybe like either uh, either above two minutes or right after two minutes. I don't remember. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like because they didn't because they didn't let Tua Tagovailoa throw the ball. It just shows you like how inconsistent they are with with the whole quarterback situation. It's just like it, it, like do they trust him? Do they not trust him? It goes all the way back since like. Day one, when they were like scouting him in the meetings, uh, pre-draft, when he came out of that meeting, when Tua came out of that meeting, be like, "Holy crap! I don't think they really want me." And then that became a huge story. And then, and in the, and then ever since then, it's been on and off. It's like, let's make two of the starter. No, let's bench him because Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to pull us out of this mess. Then, like, then you hear the stories about the players not liking him. Then, then it's then there's certain instances where Brian Flores doesn't want to commit to Tua, but commit to Tua like during the off season. It, it's a big mess. And then even in this game, you have a hot quarterback that's over 300 yards for the day with two touchdowns on him. In the fourth quarter, he was really hot. He fi- he fired at Gasecki for a 32 yard gain. He hit Gasecki again for another 20 yards. He hit Albert Wilson for a first down. He hit Smythe for another first down five the inside the five yard line or early in that corner. Like he was he was hot the whole game. Like and there were other instances where you wanted him to throw on the on on the third and shorts on the fourth and shorts, and and then now when the game's on the line on fourth and one. Like you'd rather run it with a, te- with 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 a cast of three different running backs, that have like, like f- five to seven five to seven carries max each, and each of them are like hovering around like twenty yards in the game. Like why would you rely on any of those three to get the job done, in 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 the game? And they've been doing this all year, and like sometimes it works on 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 the on the short yardage downs, and sometimes it doesn't. But like, there's no one in that backfield that you can rely upon, 
and you were running it throughout the day and you were you were doing a crap job of it. And you had the one the one the one identity you had that whole entire game was your quarterback and you wouldn't even put it in his put it in his hands. Or if that at least at least punt the ball and give it back to the defense who was actually like, you know, slowing down the Jaguars in that quarter, I think. And they weren't ha- the 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 defense wasn't having that bad of a day. So why don't you just punt it? And ha- and and take the chance against a a, a pretty bad J- Jaguars team, and you were like you know you were stuffing the run for the most part. They weren't. It wasn't like they were having that great of a day rushing. Like, but it's it's just like it's so questionable. It's like, how do you not like trust this kid, like to to get the job done for you, on 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 fourth and one. And they pro- and they screwed up the play call too because they made a QB option. But, I mean, what was he gonna do? Like the, he had someone closing in on him. He had to. He had to hand it off to the running back. But he shouldn't even trust the running game, uh, like anyway. Because they haven't been good all year. You haven't been able to run the ball like all year. Yep. Nope. Yep. Pretty much. Pretty much. This is what that that game in that moment completely. Combined with everything else I'm seeing right now, showed me my own eyes, and this is what we're transitioning to and during our topic today. That, on my honest opinion, I don't think the Dolphins' coaching staff or you know scouting room or anything like that. We need to be honest. Does this team believe in Tua? Do they believe he's the guy that will eventually take him to the promised land? Because honest to God, I don't see it. I don't think they believe in him. I really believe... I'm, I'm starting to question whether they re- ever even wanted to draft him. Was this a, was this a Steven Ross draft pick? Was this... they want He wanted Tua because Tua was a star quarterback coming out of college. You know, he came out of Alabama, national champion marketable. I mean, he sold a lot of jerseys when he got drafted. There's some truth to that. But was he the guy that Chris Greer and Brian Flores wanted to get? Because remember, people, and this is what I'm trying to say, and I'm seeing this with the other teams. The, the, the Dolphins were trying to trade those draft picks to get Joe Burrow. This is a fact. This is not some rumor or anything like that. It was very well known that they were really aggressively trying to trade with Cincinnati. And props to Cincinnati for saying no. We're gonna take we're gonna take Joe Burrow and not look back. Yeah, three first round picks on enticing, but clearly as you can see, it doesn't matter if you're not hitting those draft picks, which they have not. They drafted a quarterback, which it starts to feel like they never wanted, and they're not doing anything to make it work. They drafted a tackle who's so bad they had to convert him to guard, and he's still bad. And let's not forget our good old friend, Noah Iguanamity. I'm sure he's one of the nicest guys ever. I'm sure. I could believe that. But man, this organization has given up on this guy so quick, and he was a first-round pick. Which, by the way, in a draft that had DeAndre Swift and Jonathan Taylor, I know I beat this with a drum, but I'm not going to let that go. That was inexcusable going for a slot corner when this team, when you just drafted... You can't even play slot, by the way. Huh? You can't even play slot. You couldn't even beat out an undrafted Nick Needham for the job. I'm just... Yeah, exactly. And again... I cannot let go of the fact that a team that was needed needed to get a running back. We were we were probably worse in the running back position than we were in the quarterback position that year we tanked. And you just drafted a young quarterback. You know, you couldn't give him one of those two running backs with that third first round pick. You couldn't do that. And that should be the first sign of this organization does not buy into Tua. This organization doesn't believe in Tua. This organization hasn't even tried to make it work. I'm gonna let's let's look at some other teams. 
let's 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 look at let's let's look at Arizona. You know, Arizona, they won three games a few years ago, worst team in the league. This is an organization that year took Josh Rosen. And after that first year with Josh Rosen and I think they I think uh what was his name? Sam Bradford was the the QB1 first and then it was Josh Rosen. Um after that first year they knew that Josh Rosen was not the guy. And you know, and I was very critical of how how they got rid of him. But you know what? At least they admitted to themselves they made a mistake. They clearly to knew right away, hey, this guy is not going to work. And they got the first overall pick and Kyler Murray, you know, won the Heisman, very you know, electric player. He was a he, despite his size he was like a very like highly prospected quarterback that came out of high school, and he was like one of the higher prospects coming out. And they must have saw something in him. Maybe they saw he was gonna sell tickets. I don't know. And this is this was a guy who also got drafted by Major League Baseball. So this, this, he's a real athlete. He's a better athlete than Tua. You know, there's no denying that. Um, and. They drafted him. That you know, they took the they took a really really short quarterback, probably the sh- probably one of the shortest players drafted first overall. Well, I don't know, I don't know what the stats are on that, but and you know what they do, you know they 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 hired a head coach who, by the way, failed in college. By the way, Cliff Kingsbury did fail in college, but they drafted the they've drafted a coach that loved Kyler Murray. That recruited recruited Kyler Murray to Texas A&M when he used to, when he went to Texas A&M first. That was like his white well. Like he was, he like Clint Kingsbury really believes Kyler Murray is special, and they literally built a they got a head coach, they built a coaching staff, and they build around a quarterback who, not until Russell Wilson got drafted, no one would ever took first overall because of his height alone. And it's working. It's clearly working. He's really great. And they build around him. They do everything for him. They gave him receivers. They gave him DeAndre Hopkins. They gave, they just got him Zach yeah, Hurts. AJ a- a- Green. AJ Green. They got him JJ Watt on defense. They drafted really well. They've they've props to Arizona. Building a team and getting their guy they really believe in and they will do anything to make it work. And it's clearly shown. They're 6-0. and They're the only undefeated team left. They literally just beat a very good Cleveland Browns team without like most of their coaching staff, including their head coach because of COVID. Like, that's amazing. Let's look at Lamar Jackson, a guy that me and Mike, especially Mike, has been critical of for years since he got drafted. He is literally the type of quarterbacks that me and Mike do not like, really. Let's be real. We're traditionalists. We're very traditionalists. <laughs> I've always on the certain believe you win in the pocket. We, we literally just saw a 45-year-old man win the Super Bowl because he's a clutch quarterback that makes, you know, pinpoint clutch passes in the pocket we, we we saw Peyton Manning on one leg no feeling in his fingers and a broken freaking neck win the Super Bowl we, we've seen we've seen that that traditional stuff will always win in the end and Lamar Jackson is literally the literally the type of quarterback that we really are not into at all but Baltimore Traded up to get him. Baltimore literally benched Joe Flacco, a Super Bowl MVP, for this guy, for Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson, as much as critical I've been of him, I I will officially announce that I am now officially a Lamar Jackson fan. I'll never be a Lamar Jackson fan, but I won't deny like that he's he's been clutch. He's been clutch. 
Yeah, I think he's been pretty damn accurate this year. He's throwing from the pocket. He's making plays with his legs. Like the guy just the guy just gives his team a chance. Like every single time. Like if you can get the ball back for this guy, and there's been plenty of games this year where he's been like kind of like kind of cornered in a game, but then the defense will make a play and get his get the ball back for him and, and he'll make something happen. Yep. Like you cannot give that guy chances. And 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 you know what? Like I, I'm pretty sold that like he's becoming a great quarterback now. I mean, but before I would always question his accuracy, and also whether or not he could get it done from the pocket. But I mean, he he's throwing at 67 percent right now, and he's and you know he's uh one two three four five six seven eight. I don't, I don't know. He's he's, he's hovering he's hovering around like top ten and. And, and yards his, passing. His touchdown to interception ratio is still like kind of whatever. Yeah. yeah. But they're they're a very ground based game anyway. They 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 run the ball a lot, so that's so that's part yeah, of the Yeah, I mean he's their best rusher. It's not like the other guys are doing yeah. too much. Work, but, but but look at but look at Lamar Jackson. What do they do? Look, they gave him a chance. And what do they do? They got they, him. They not, got not, him. They got a, him. Let, 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 we'll, we'll start off first. They actually moved up in the draft to get him. That is true. He was about. That's to, the first. He action. was about to fall in the second round. They stayed. They traded up and stole him. And look, look what they did. They gave him Greg. Um, I believe his name is Greg Roman, right? The OC. Yeah. Yes, Greg Roman, the OC who was, who was the OC for Jim Harbaugh during the Colin Kaepernick era back in San Francisco, a, a coordinator that works more well with the you know the running quarterback kind of style, right? The pistol offense, all that. They've they've built an excellent running game. I mean, they're still one of the best rushing teams in the league, and like half their rushing running backs are out. <laughs> they're literally using Devontae Freeman and Le'Veon Bell, two guys that nobody like. They literally everybody ran out ran them out of town because they got so old and brittle. And. And you know they they build a great team. They build a great offense. They build around their franchise quarter <coughs> quarterback. Still got that cough. Yeah. Um, they still build around him because they believe in him. They believe is the guy, and they're gonna build around him and surround him with as much talent as they can. And it's working. Lamar Jackson. Is, he's like an eighty percent. He's got like what an eighty percent winning percentage. He's like I think he's now the youngest guy to like reach like a certain number of wins. I think he passed Dan Marino. He the their their team is five and one. They actually should be six and zero right now. They're five and one, with <coughs> Marcus Peters gone, their running backs gone. Now they lost their tackle. Their first round pick start now finally started playing. <coughs> I think Sammy Watkins is out. Um, I mean, they're doing it with everybody destroyed, and they're five and one. They are the AFC leading team because they got the guy that not only they want it, they believe in, and they're gonna build around, and it's working. Arizona, and they get, and they've given him time yeah. to develop. Yes, Arizona. Got their guy, build around that guy. It's working. Buffalo, you remember? Remember when Buffalo couldn't reach the playoffs for a thousand years? Now they look like they're going to win the Super Bowl, even though they lost yesterday. But as of this recording, but still, let's look at Buffalo, our own division rival. Look at, <coughs> look, look, look at Buff, look Josh Allen, a dude they wanted. The dude that they traded up to get because they believe he was going to be the guy, you know. And I and I, I said part of that draft, and you know, I remember Josh Allen, small school, super inaccurate coming out. He had a lot of physical gifts, but you know, he was a very hard sell because you know, small college, they didn't really win. He was inaccurate. No one really watched his games. But Buffalo traded up to get him because they loved his ceiling. And remember, that rookie year, he was not very good at all. Or his second year wasn't that great either. Yeah. But you know he what? Okay. But you know what? They believed in him. 
they really believe he was going to eventually become a great quarterback. And they build around him. They gave him Brian Dable as his OC. They build a great roster in general. Like They've been drafting really well. They have a good offensive line. They got good weapons. They made that trade for Stephon Diggs. They and they're all in on Josh Allen. They they literally made him one of the highest paid quarterbacks of all time. And it's working. And you can see it. And they look like they're gonna they're gonna they look like they're gonna at least at, at least make the AFC championship. Game. Because they had a vision, they had a plan. They had a guy that they believe, hey, I think that quarterback is going to be special and we're going to make sure he gets to that level because we're going to build around him and do everything we can to make him succeed. What has Miami done since they drafted Tua Tagovailoa fifth overall in that draft? You- I'll tell you what I'll tell you what they've done, Bobby. <coughs> tell me. They they they've surrounded him with a great receiving core that's full of talented guys that all have the same issue. Durability. Mhm. Albert Wilson's been hurt uh, since training camp. Since his return, he's had problems catching the ball. Uh, Preston Williams has been hurt. He's finally returned the last two games. I don't even think he did even play in this last one. I don't even think he did. Parker's been out. Uh, Wolf Fuller, since we've signed him, we, we, we haven't even seen him really. Like, all they've signed for – all they've given him – is talented wide receivers that can't stay healthy and have issues with their hands. Because as much as I like Jalen Waddle too, like his his hands, even going back to college, have not been like a hundred percent thing. And 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 like let's just compare it to like Baker Mayfield's situation. I know the Browns are three and three right now, and they're kind of like having a rough time lately. But I mean, at, at least Cleveland gave him an offensive line that works. Tua doesn't have an offensive line that nope. works. They're still trying to figure it out. Nope. No matter no matter if there's a first rounder in there and two second rounders and a third rounder invested in that offensive line, like it, it it's it, it it's still pretty bad, man. And at least at least Cleveland give him an off Baker Mayfield like because he's limited athletically, and they didn't know what he was going to become. Like he started off hot and then he kind of just like you know, kind of smoldered over in his second year. In his third year, he kind of was a little bit on the rise again. Like, But at least they give him two monster running backs to run the football. I mean, two, two is a more accurate passer and probably a more aggressive passer. And they didn't. They haven't helped him out to at all. They literally they, they, they want him to do everything back there with literally no one cuz he's he's essentially throwing to this a similar receiving cast as last year when he when when he was starting the games cuz everybody's hurt his first game back he he doesn't he doesn't have parker grant's gone cuz he's been traded away like like who does he really have to work with none of his running backs are any good I mean, we're talking about like a late rounder an undrafted guy and and Malcolm Brown who only had like what two or three starts in his whole like handful of years since his Ravens days? Like, what are we talking about here? Like, how like how do you not support these guys? And then I got like I saw a tweet by like Omar Kelly this week saying that oh these are going to be the excuses for Tua. Like the QB excuse makers are going to say that he doesn't have an offensive line. It's play calling. It's the lack of a run game. And 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 he's and he's saying that's too many excuses for Tua. It's just like dude. Those are legitimate excuses. Those are legitimate, valid reasons. Because while Tua's been out for like the last uh, three games or however it's however long it's been, three four games, like we've seen that all those things were horrible the entire time Jacoby Brissett was in there. Like it's not Tua's fault. Tua actually played pretty good. I was actually like oh, yeah, he, no, he, he was, gave me he something very, to watch. He was him, very he was very good. You can't you can't blame that loss on him. You can't. Yeah. Like, I mean, what, like, how, how is, how is Seathan Carter, like, getting a holding call in the red zone his fault? How is, how is, um, 
like how how is Austin Jackson not providing protection as as a, in a new position at left guard, which should should be easier? Like he's committing penalties. I mean, Matt Pilardi has a short punt, like that gives the and, and the and the Jags like score pretty soon after that on a deep touchdown throw to Marvin Jones. Like like how how are any of these things his fault, man? Like how is Albert Wilson catching a pass and then running backwards to his fault? Like, I'm just so sick of it. Like, everybody wants to blame the quarterback when we've seen that when the quarterback's not in there, they have a whole bunch of other major problems. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and you know, and look, and look, it, it's it's not even about, like, the wide receiver thing you mentioned. Yeah, they have a lot of, like, wide receivers with a lot of injury issues. Like, like let's let's go deeper into this. You know, that you drafted to a fifth overall. This team had no running game at all. Who was a young quarterback who just had hip injury? Maybe you should give him like a really stud young running back to kind of go in line with him, and keep the 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 the, the attempts though to to you know prevent risk of him getting hurt because he's an injury prone player. Nah nah nah, we'll we'll take the slot corner who we're not even going to use after a year. Oh, let's let's also add the fact that his offense, his first offensive coordinator was Chad Chan Gailey. Chan Gailey, who retired. How is why is he the guy that's gonna help develop Tua's offensive game? That sounds like you're trying to help out Ryan Fitzpatrick. Why are you trying to help out Ryan Fitzpatrick? We need to develop Tua. Ryan Fitzpatrick ain't gonna stay long enough. They 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 already they butchered the OC. Already, they're making questionable draft picks. That doesn't feel like you're helping your quarterback, your young quarterback with a hip injury. You know, they, they, for whatever reason, despite Ryan Fitzpatrick playing very well and we had a winning record, you decided, hey, we're going to give the reins to Tua, despite the fact that, according to all these reports, he wasn't playing that amazing in practice and camp or anything like that. Plus, don't forget, this guy never even had a preseason to get his reps in because of COVID. And it didn't even make sense to even play him that first year. It, I, I, I never understood why didn't you just redshirt him for that first year. He was coming off a major hip injury. The COVID thing made everything so weird in general. No one had a training camp. No one had preseason. And you're going to put this kid in the fire? for really no reason other than he's ready now was that that was supposed to be the plan this whole time i could understand that if we were like well one and five like we are right now but we weren't one and five when that happened we were like four and three i think uh four two four three i don't remember like we were good with fitzpatrick and you put two in the fire completely disrupted the, the locker room because everybody seemed to be bothered by that. Everybody rallied around Fitzpatrick. You had all these reports that Tua was not looking like great. You And you yanked Fitzpatrick. And then and then the Denver game happened where you yanked Tua and then, and then you had the Raiders game where you yanked him again. And it's it's like oh. Then you have the Buffalo Bills game at the end of the season where he just he was Fitzpatrick had COVID and there was no chance that he was going to play and they and the whole team since they love Fitzpatrick just crumbled in that final week because they knew there was like no hope to like pull him out of a jam if Tua was struggling. And by the way, in that game, who 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 Tua really have to throw to besides Parker in that game or run the ball? I mean, it's the same thing. It's the same thing year after year. He still doesn't have a running back. I mean, you ignore the running back in the entire, like, 2020 draft. You trade for Breda. You signed Jordan Howard. Those two didn't work oh, at all. Oh, let's, let's, let's also add the fact, like, you know, we're not drafting well, and our free agent pickups, you know. I'm not, yeah. You had, Eric, to let you had Eric Flowers for one year and literally gave, gave, got rid of him for salary reasons. Yeah, by the way, he played left guard. How's our left guard situation? Oh, my God. Hmm. Oh, and by the way, you traded him away to, I mean, I guess the argument would be to save salary cap space, but 
you, to be honest, you really you really weren't because you're still paying the majority of salary. Apparently, that was part of the deal. So that didn't work. I mean, the free agents, you let go of Kyle Vianoy and Shaq Lawson, and although you thought you had players uh, that were going to come up and step up for you, uh, you don't because the defense worse. The defense is worse. Let go of uh, Gordon Godchow through free agency. Sign Adam, Adam Butler, and it seemed like a good move at the time. I actually liked that move. But Adam Butler hasn't done anything. Your first round pick, Jalen Phillips, which I told Robbie about. Uh, I'm not giving up like, on I, him. I, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to give up on him. But your first round pick only has like where do I have it right now? Well, I think sack, it's, I think. Yeah, he only has where am I? I don't even see him. Uh, he only has one and a half sacks in five games. And I know part of that it's like playing time or whatever, but, I mean, you're a first-round pick. You need to put a lot more pressure on the quarterback. And I told Robbie this after he got drafted because I watched some Jordan, Jalen Phillips uh, film against bigger schools, and I'm pretty sure he only had <coughs> 1.5 sacks against those bigger-name schools. Too. No, he was good in college. Uh, no, he was. By the way, but yeah, but it depends on what games you're looking at. You're looking at him playing the unranked schools. Oh, by the way, Gregory Rousseau, or the bigger his, his teammate Gregory Rousseau, who opt out for the COVID reasons, um, who got drafted by Buffalo later in that draft, he's looking really good. Mm-hmm. Buffalo once again hits their draft picks. Buffalo once again makes smart trades. Buffalo once again making good free agent moves. All these free agent moves Miami did. The, the Jordan Howard. Like, is part of him getting cut was because of for salary reasons as well? Yeah, Why? but he was also on the downslope, too. No, 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 no. Like, no, no I mean, he, I, I know no, he I was, had a good, like, gonna, decent no, season with me, the Eagles. But. No, no, let me finish, though. You know, if salary, like, yeah, he was bad, too. Like, there's no denying. I'm not, I'm not arguing with that. I'm just saying, if salary was also a reason why you cut him, then why didn't you draft a running back in the late in the first round or at least in the high second round when you're not paying them anything? Why waste money on a player who you're going to end up cutting or trading away anyway? It doesn't make any sense. Again, Eric Flowers, what was the point of trading him? Did he got disgruntled and you had to teach him a lesson? Was that the reason that you traded him away? Because I heard, I heard reports that he was like happy to go back to Washington. He was more happy in Washington, apparently. And that whole cesspool of a show that's been going on the last couple of years, like, I mean, we've heard, like, stories about, like, how dysfunctional that franchise is internally. Yeah, he, front he was, office he and how they want to run things with the misogynistic stuff and the emails and, like... Yeah, that's another topic. I don't want to talk about Yeah, that. I don't want to talk about it either, <laughs> but, I mean, like, it, it goes, like, from the questions about the owner changing the name and then the you heard the stories about the stuff in the office with the women. Yeah, it's just, like, like you're know. more... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. No, but it, yeah, anyway. No. But but yeah, you want to ignore the you want to you Okay. You don't have Tom Brady in a great offensive line for the Dolphins, man. Like I know Brian Flores has been used to that and all, since his days on the Patriots, but he comes to Miami, our O-line has been terrible for forever. You don't have a stud Hall of Fame quarterback like Tom Brady leading the pack and he thinks that he could continue to ignore the running back situation and just plug and play certain guys that bring something to the table but aren't the entire package. Like, no, dude. Like, why don't you make it easy on the quarterback? You have the picks. You have the picks. It's been an issue for, for two or three – for three years straight now. It's been an issue about the running back and not being able to have a rushing attack. Like, wh- why, wh- why can't you just draft a stud running back when they're sitting there? And you know you need one. Why are you going to draft another safety when you have Eric Rowe, who's a good cover guy, and you already and you sign and you I mean you had Bobby McCain before that, but then you signed a veteran Jason McCourty from the Patriots, so you kind of already locked up your starters just by doing that. But then you want to draft a, 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 a safety in the second round again when you already have a young safety in uh, Brandon Jones, who you still won't even play. I mean, they're playing him now, but at the time, like they weren't getting much out of him. So now you got a second rounder and third third rounder's depth in the safety group, and you want to rotate your safeties. 
and make it more complicated than than it should be when you when you were only using two guys the year prior and 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 containing the opposing offenses. It doesn't make any sense. It's just weird coaching moves. It's not all it's not all Chris Greer like all the fans are making it out to be. There's a lot of weird moves and bad moves that Brian Forrest has done that don't make any sense. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't. And that's not and it's not even that and let's not forget, like, look. Poor building a roster. You pick an OC that should not even have like a any coaching job at this point. He was retired. Mm-hmm. And and then all the stuff they did with the whole yanking him twice, putting him in the fire when he probably wasn't even ready yet. Like we really didn't even need to make that move. Nothing nothing made any sense. And then the following year you're using a two-coordinator system with two guys that have never been a coordinator, which is like no team does. No team has a two-quarter. Well, one of them was a coordinator on the Texans, but he didn't have a good offense of that year either. Mm. Yeah, I think they had like the 27th-ranked offense oh, or something God. like that. It wasn't even that good. So you got like, yeah, so you're doing a two-quarter, a two-coordinator thing on offense. Um, You, you got like, he's... You have you had to do you had to you had to deal with these rumors about trading for Deshaun Watson for literally like the whole off season, which you knew was such a distraction, and you guys never tried anything to shut that off. It's always like you, you, I never you never hear these guys be like there any discussion about that it will not happen. We are completely invested with Tua. You know there were rumors that they were considering. Drafting Justin Fields or Trey Lance, there were the Deshaun Watson rumors, the and now the, the thing now with the captains thing where he was not nominated as a captain. It's just, it's it's just everything, every little thing matters and it's adding up and it's just telling me this organization don't believe in Tua. I don't even think this organization ever even wanted Tua. I think this was literally. Just a Stephen Ross pick, and now Stephen Ross wants Deshaun Watson because Deshaun, because we have the clatter, we have the capital to get Deshaun Watson. But the problem is, you're trading for a quarterback who may never play a game ever again and be in jail for a long time. And even if he doesn't, there's such morality issues around a guy who might have had sexual mis- improper appropriation over 21. And it's, and Tua is such a nice guy and. I, I really believe he just – I don't even know if he's – I mean, he's really humble, man. They should have just made him a captain. They should have just yeah, – Brian Flores should have just nominated him to be the captain of the team. But then at the same time, like – And even our captain. They should have just forced his hand. But at the same time, maybe Brian Flores doesn't even believe in him anyway. And our captain – And that's and why. And even our captains, like the nominated captains, not, not any of them are like – Yeah, star. Matt Collins. Like – I like Matt Collins. He's a, he's a nice receiver. He stepped up this year, but like, that's your captain. Who the heck is Matt Matt Collins? Like, you mean not even Devonte Parker, who's been in the team forever, who should be their number one veteran? Um, I I believe Zay, isn't Zay, is Xavier Howard a captain in our team at least? Yeah, I think he is. But I mean, he deserves it to be honest. I mean, the way he handled yeah. that whole like contract thing, kept his mouth shut, kept his head low, kept everything internal, like. I mean, and he's a playmaker, dude. I know he was hurt or whatever with a groin injury, whatever. But I mean, the guy, the guy's one of our better players. He's he's been a lockdown corner ever since he got here. As long as he's on the field, and I hate I hate the blame that people give give him too because he had like one bad game against the the Colts or whatever it was, or or against the Buccaneers. And it's like, dude, like, like, dude, like, give him one bad game, give him the benefit of the doubt. Shit. I- I just, again, you know, nothing about this Tua situation since he got drafted felt 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 good. Uh, and, and, and I'm seeing these other teams who draft these quarterbacks that they believe in and they're building around, and it's working. I mean, like Justin Herbert is working right now. Yeah, and it's sad because it's just like no matter who you draft, you drafted him. He's your guy right now. Like and they're not, it, and, they're not and, and, and like so build around him. It doesn't matter who it is. Like 
build around him, see if he could grow and turn into the guy. Because at least you're going to set him up for success. And if he doesn't grow into the guy, you get rid of him, and you'll have a team set up for the next guy. Yeah. But they don't want to do that. Like Baker Mayfield, they give him them everything, and now and the people are like, I don't know. People may be on the fence about him or whatever, but I told Robbie like two years ago, I'm like, Baker Mayfield's not playing as bad as everybody thinks he is, and then he had, and then he, then he, then you know he, he went into Pittsburgh and won a playoff game last year. He was he was fine. He was good. He was he was okay. He was good. And Cleveland's credit. They are. They, they are at least. Yeah, they're, know, they're they don't sur- they are. They sur- are. Whatever, but yeah. at least they're giving them a chance look, to win games. Yeah, look, I don't. I don't. I don't think Cleveland is a hundred percent all in in Baker Mayfield. I do think that. I don't think they're going to give him a long term deal. I think they're just going to end up franchise tagging him anyway. But they at least built stuff around him. They at least gave they him give OBJ and Jarvis Landry. They, yeah, they got OBJ and Jarvis Landry and David Njoku and two stud running backs. I mean, I mean, we don't even have one one decent running back. I mean, yeah, our only decent running back is is Gaskins. They they got two they got two studs and they got a, a, a wall of elephants blocking for Baker Mayfield. They built stuff around him. I just don't think Baker Mayfield has shown that he could be like an elevator of the other teams and like as a face of a franchise. I feel like a lot mm-hmm. of I mean, if Tua actually had that roster, I think Tua would have been would be doing really well right now. I really believe yeah. that. I think Cleveland's roster is so stacked with offensive talent that that a lot of quarterbacks would succeed on that roster on that team, mm-hmm. including Tua. I think Tua would be really good on that team. Uh, I mean, if Tua, when you give Tua time, Tua could. And I know we always say this a lot about offensive lines. Like if you give these uh, these time, those offensive lines, blah blah blah. But like, dude, I've Tua is very, very, super, very accurate, and I think he can dissect a freaking defense. If you, I think so too. Like, he just gets it. Like, he he plays mentally faster than Ryan Tannehill. I believe so. Yeah, a lot, I a mean, lot. I mean, look, I mean, God, we couldn't even get Ryan. We couldn't even wake work with Ryan Tannehill. We seriously look at Ryan Tannehill ever since he left the Dolphins. Like and Ryan Tanner was like a decent quarterback. Yeah, right? but like for that one year that he had a running game, he won, he won you ten games and he got you into the playoffs. Yeah, like why don't why don't we give Tua a running game? Yeah, maybe we'd be winning more of these games. I mean, and by the way, the Tennessee Titans. Do you hear rumors about them getting rid of Ryan Tannehill, upgrading? I mean, they didn't even want Tom Brady. They were like, we're gonna stick to Ryan Tannehill, and it it's working. He made the AFC Championship game. He's he's te- he's made the playoffs ever since he's been a Tennessee quarter Tennessee Titans starting quarterback, and they and they're still giving him stuff. Look, Isaiah Wilson was a complete disaster that would have happened to any team. Period. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter if it was Tennessee, the Patriots, or the Lions, uh, or any or us or any other team. I think it was just a disaster waiting to happen because that guy is just. It's just, that's all on just him personally. Yeah. Not I don't more. think anybody. Any, I don't think anybody knew that he was gonna fall, uh, like off a cliff, like 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 that. Yeah. Like just have zero work ethic, zero punctuality. Just he just didn't want to put in anything. He would rather like make Twitter videos of him dancing on a car or whatever it was. Like, but jeez, man, it's just it's just bad. Yeah, and. Yeah, and it's yeah, and and they. Hey, they let just, me tell you. Let they, me tell you something. I mean, him, I mean, and they just got him Julio Jones, and look at them. They're four and two right now. Yeah, and with a hampered wide receiving core, and, and, a, and a defense that's really not that good, and a defense that's not good at all. Yeah, but with a hampered hampered wide receiver core, we actually saw Tua still have a good game, and 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 you know go up and down the field on the, on the Jags and making some good sharp decisions. He plays fast, man. He like moves in the park. He moves in the pocket. Like, I think his his mental like QBIQ is there. He fits. Like, there's some. There were like some really tight throws. That he still fit the ball in there, man. Like the guy. The guy's got talent. Like, I don't know. He's he's probably never gonna turn into an elite quarterback. But I think he could be a pretty damn good one with you if you give him like some things to work with. Are you talking about Tua or Rantana? Yeah, Tua. Oh yeah, no, for sure. No, no, I, I think he can be good. It's just. 
Well, the only thing that and it's a fair criticism is his durability. That's that is gonna be something that any team, whether it's us or any other team, has to accept the fact that Tua is a, a is a glass cannon. You know what it is? You know who he could be? He could be the left-handed short Hawaiian Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington, for the most part, was a very good quarterback in his whole career. He just could not stay healthy to save save, save his life. And I think Tua is going to be the same thing. But when he's healthy and you give him some protection, he's as accurate and efficient as any other like elite quarterback out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and we made I the mean, playoffs with Chad Pennington. So I mean, it was tank for Tua, and now you got Tua. And it's like, no, like, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. That's how they were the entire time. Oh, by the way, and... Again, this team really doesn't make any sense. I, I want to check the captain's thing again, because you know we, you know, I, and there was all this criticism about how like Tua wasn't named ta- captain in anything. These are our captains. I don't know if we discussed this all before in the previous show, but just a reminder: these are our captains. Che- tackle Jesse Davis, wide receiver Mac Hollins, safety Jason McCourty, linebacker Alandon Roberts. And a special teams captain, Clayton Fedelin. Those are our captains. You know, it's not... I, I don't see Xavier Howard. I don't see Byron Jones. I don't see Devontae Parker. I don't see... Your quarterback. Your quor- <laughs> uh, the, Our quarterback. I mean, Jason McCord, I could... I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm fine with him. Yeah, really yeah. I, don't, I, think, I, don't I, think, I think he's like the most like... Okay, I, I could buy into him as a... But he also just got there, too. No, no Mike Gusecki. You know, it's funny. We, we It's funny how we, criti- we mean, you know, there's been, like, all this criticism about why isn't Tua the captain, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, why isn't any of our actual star players <laughs> captains? Like, not even Jason Sanders? Mm-hmm. I heard that I heard that stuff in the beginning of the season, too. It was, oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't it matter. It does matter. Like, it does, it does matter. They're, they're, it matters. It every, matters. Every, every little thing that you do matters. Oh, yeah. In, in this oh, of course. Especially when things are going wrong. Because now we're talking about it. Now we're talking about who the captains are. Now we're talking about how many coordinators they changed and uh, O-line coaches they changed and QB coaches they changed. Now we're talking about how Flores wants to use personnel and how he handled Tua. For oh no, it never matters. And then now it all adds up, and you're losing games. It all matters. And now all the answers lead back to those things. So it's awful. Like like that's what I, I don't understand. Like the you have to nom you have to nominate yourself to be a captain, and th- and then people can vote whether or not they want you as captains. No man, some of your better players should be captains. The, yeah, the fact that like. You, you mean it's not Zach Thomas was a captain. Yeah, dude. Jason Taylor was a captain. Like some those of your were, better players. Those like, were Dan Reno, captain. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Dan Reno, Zach Thomas, and Jason Taylor. You know, Sam, like guys who hated to lose. Sam Madison, I think, was a captain at one point. Um, Richmond Webb. You know, where are? Why isn't our studs? Taking command of this of this organization. Again, those are our captains, and that's that's representing our, as our leaders. You I mean again, not Xavier Howard, not not Devontae Parker, not Byron Jones, not yeah, not, not your uh, fifth overall pick of the twenty twenty draft. Who's supposed to be your franchise yep. quarterback? I mean. I mean, Zach Wilson of the New York Jets was named the captain. Is that guy really a captain right now? No. I, no, he's not. But he's still your franchise quarterback. You got to be a captain. Sorry. Fair enough. Hey, th- th- that's fair just enough. that's just how it is. Fair you're the fair you're fair the field fair. general on offense. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's a very fair point. And you know, maybe I was so such a, a Tua defender that I just looked past that. But now that's concerning to me too. Maybe not all on him, but to me, the fact that those are our captains shows what is going on in this organization. Who are the leaders? Who are the men in charge in that rocker room? Because I ain't just ain't Jesse Davis. Don't give me that. Do not give me that. 
And I got a lot of respect for Jesse Davis, but he ain't no captain. I mean, yeah. He don't. He ain't. Maybe he, don't, don't, he may be the most veteran lineman in that locker room, which I don't really have a problem with him being a captain. But still, I mean, come on. It's it's just it's so it's just so exhausting, man. Like I don't even know what to talk about anymore. I hate having the same show over and 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 over again. I know. This is where we are, man. That's why I like that we're talking about discussing this and this is something that i've been really thinking about the last week or so uh, really the last few days ever since that game where you know they put the ball they took the, the ball out of Tua's hand and it sh- look, look we saw josh allen they put the ball in josh allen's hand unfortunately he did not make that first down and that ended again against tennessee but they put their best they put the ball in their best player's hand to make a play he didn't make a play at that time but and whether or not they should even win for it or not, that's up for debate. It was the right decision, and it was the right play call. It's just he slipped, and the Tennessee just played better defense right there. there. And and yeah, and 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 you know they're doing that, and and again, I'm I'm seeing these teams that were literally so bad. Just a few years ago, we saw since we were Cincinnati was worse than us, and we were attempting to tank. We were trying to tank. They weren't trying to tank. They were just a bad team, and I don't even think they have a good roster. But they they're four and two, four and two right now with uh, Joe Burrow, who's looking like the clear winner of that draft. 